Hello podcasters, welcome to my little podcasting corner from where I can join you in your podcasting adventures and from where I can share mine. This is Adventures in Podcasting. Hello and welcome to Adventures in Podcasting. This is episode 18. I'm thinking whether to do something special for episode 20, which I think is always a milestone. Episode 10 is great. 20 starts to be nice. 50 is amazing. (laughs) So welcome, welcome if we haven't met before. My name is Pilar Orti. Now I am in my usual setup, but a couple of things are different. I can hear a humming sound. I'm not sure if you can hear it as well. And I have to say, I think my mouth is a bit clicky because I just had a coffee. I hadn't planned to record now, but I had an hour where I hadn't planned to do anything specific before I recorded with a guest for another show. And I thought, oh, I'll get down to this. And then I'm like, oh no, I've had coffee. So my mouth is really dry. So I'm clicking all over the place. I hope, uh, I hope it doesn't bother you. (laughs) And it's one of those things where I'm thinking, should I have told them about it? Because now they might become more aware of it. Anyway, it depends where you're listening to this. A lot has happened in the last two weeks in my podcasting space, just in my life in general. I do have a newsletter that I um, send out the in the week between episodes. So if you're interested in signing up to that, you can go over to adventuresinpodcasting.com or I will put the link here in the show notes as well. So I'm going to just start. I've got my notes. They're less detailed than normal, but I want to pick up on something that I mentioned in episode 17. So episode 17 was about planning your shows. And I shared that I was having difficulty planning the next guest shows because suddenly I was like, I don't have anyone on my list. (laughs) Well, I have lots of them, but none of them felt right. So I reached out to my private contacts. And anyway, that's sorting itself out, I'm happy to say. And I also mentioned that I'd stopped taking interview requests for 21st century work life from people I didn't know because I was finding them to say me, actually, just the the kind of stuff that we end up talking about. And sometimes a lot of them are just not suitable in spite of what the PR companies, the PR companies are trying to get you to think that they're, of course, they're a great fit for your show, which I've never listened to. But anyway, that's my rant. And I wasn't sure because I had invited someone to record with. I just liked his email. It was very brief. It was completely on point. He was saying, I'd love to come and talk to you and your listeners or something like that. He said, which I liked about asynchronous communication, which is something I speak a lot about on the 21st century work life show. And I thought uh, the tone is right for the email. The topic is completely on point. He's got his own product that he's obviously trying to raise awareness of. Uh, and sometimes this is tricky sometimes because it gets in the way. I, I find guests sometimes go into pitch mode and it sounds very icky. Or sometimes they just say that everyone else is not has products that don't work. He was great. So I'm really, really, really pleased that he uh, that I invited him on the show. He's also a podcaster. And that might have made also a difference that he understands that listeners don't want to hear him talk about how great his product is. They want more. And the product sounded so good 
<laughs> that I ended up saying, tell us more about it because it does sound good. And actually, it could be of use to podcasters. So he doesn't know I'm doing all this, that I'm plugging his his product, but it's called Zip Messenger. And it's basically, it's a tool that's been developed for not real-time communication between people online through video. So you record a video message for me and then I reply to you, but in the same page, you can also do audio and stuff like that. And he uses it for his podcast, if I understood correctly. So might be something that you want to have a, a look at. So zipmessenger.com. I won't put the link in the show notes because um, yeah, because I haven't used the product myself, so I don't want to be seen as endorsing it a lot, but I think you should check it out. And it was wonderful to have him on because I was able to engage really well with the topic of asynchronous communication. It helps me to think. I started to have insights. I started to articulate things. I asked him a couple of questions that he didn't really address in the way I was hoping for. But it the fact that I asked those questions and then, of course, made up my mind about them to really helped me to formulate some of the thinking. So we've got a nice about 30-minute piece fully on topic with some interesting stuff. Listeners will find it very interesting. And also, in parallel to this, I am creating a self-paced course with a friend of mine on asynchronous communication, non-real-time communication. And the conversation I had with him, because it was around video, how he uses it, uh, how, you know, how to best embrace it and all of that, and also some really good stuff around async, I can put that conversation now within our course. It can be bonus material. He'll be super happy because he might, you know, he might get some um, customers. And for me, it's great to be able to offer students another voice, another point of view, and another way of speaking about the same topic. So that one worked. Phew! <laughs> so glad. Um, I have had a couple of other requests and I'm, which haven't felt as nice right from the beginning. And so I'm not going to give myself a hard time. I have to say that the, a couple of times I have said no thanks to PR agencies who are pitching what in my world would be considered high profile people. So there's a um, quite a well-known business book author, for example, that somebody pitched to me but the topic was not right. And it was all about promoting a survey about human resources, which looked really technical. And my audience, of course, has human resources people in it, but they don't come to the podcast for that kind of technical material. So with a really heavy heart, because if I could say I had him on the show, it would have been great. I said no. And also just yesterday, actually, somebody pitched me uh, the ex-CEO of a very well-known app. And he's got another app, which I think is going to be probably quite big. It's a bit like because he's behind it and he knows what he's doing. But again, they pitched me this survey that wasn't really on point. To be honest as well, um, the the content they pitched me was again a survey about US-based workers. And I there's a lot of information basically about what's going on in the US. And we know we know what what U.S. workers think in the U.S. What we need is to start to broaden our view of other kind of workers. So I said no to the content. And then she replied, I said, well, that's just my pitch. But of course, he's very keen also to, he can talk about remote teams and stuff like that. And I thought, nah. Yeah, anyone can talk about remote teams now, but specifically about what, which is the difference with the other guest who said, I can talk about asynchronous communication 
great. That's exactly what we want. Because what I found, and I don't know if you have found the same, either listening or producing your own work, is that for me, the more specific that the topic is, the better, because it helps me now to keep the conversation really tight. And I can still talk about anything for 20, 25 minutes. And the guests can do that as well. So it's fine. It's fine if it's a shorter chat than with someone who's just generalizing. And therefore, we need to go to lots of places to really find some very different kind of insight. So that's my experience. Now, having said I can talk about anything, I have another, um, I was going to talk about this later, but I'll talk about it now. I had another experience where I thought, actually, I can't talk about everything. And this, I've got to give you the context, and I think you'll find this interesting. It was going to be the focus of the episode anyway. I am part of a community of practice called Next Stage Radicals, and it's all about imagining, reimagining the world of work. Specifically, it's very UK-based, and there are lots of people who work or have worked in the public sector. They are mainly consultants, coaches, facilitators, change makers who are very passionate about the fact that people can actually run things themselves. And there's a lot of tapped, uh, we haven't tapped into a lot of potential in organizations from people who are there, but they're just not being allowed to do things in the best ways, etc. So um, also about taking a very human approach to work, etc. Not non-hierarchical. And this uh, community of practice is basically set up and led by a guy called Andy, who is also the host of the Next Stage Radicals podcast. Ironically, <laughs> as, as tends to happen, even though we're all about self-management and self-organization and everything, he's really driving the boat. Because let's face it, we like that. We like for someone to be looking after something so we can just enjoy it and coast along very nicely. So Andy said, I'm really enjoying doing the podcast. However, nah, I think someone else or someone else's should take over. So what's ended up happening, which is great, is we're going to do like a chain reaction. So we've got one person hosting one episode, interviewing another next stage radical. And then that person interviewed then is the guest for the next show, etc. This is great. I've heard about this uh, for ages. I've been thinking about whether I could set something up like this. And so I'm delighted to be part of it. I'm hosting the first episode, which is coming out on the 1st of March, I think. And because, of course, I can do the podcasting stuff, I'm also preparing a document for future hosts. And it's really interesting because this document has to have some guidance for people who don't want to be podcasters. These people, they're only going to record, well, they're going to be guests in one show, and then they're going to record for the next one. And then that's it. So I can't be saying, oh, recording audacity, have a double ender, use so phonic afterwards, uh, do this, do that. No, it's basically how do I record my podcast on Zoom? <laughs> and, uh, and that's also great. And uh, then with Andy, we're setting up the whole ecosystem for the materials to be shared, the documents to be shared, etc. So it's a lot of fun. So I was recording this lady called Anna Whitehead, who is a coach. And one of the things she does is she coaches people who are neurodiverse, including people who are autistic in organizations. 
And part of her drive for doing this and for some of her other work is to make society more inclusive so that people who are neurodiverse, who are, tend to be in the minority, can actually be fully integrated so that people can uh, understand them, can interact with them in the best way possible. You can probably hear in my voice that I don't have the vocabulary to talk about this because it's an area that for me is difficult because when I talk about someone who's so different to me, I don't want it to sound patronizing because I don't see them as <laughs> as lower down than me. They are just different. But because I haven't had to talk to them about that thing that makes them specifically the person we're talking about, I don't have the vocabulary. I also, at one point with this, I wasn't sure what to ask. Again, because I haven't been in that world I don't have any experience. I don't read about it a lot. I don't hear about it a lot. And it really hit me that I am at my best as a podcaster when, yes, we have a guest, but when the guest specialism or whatever we're going to be talking about or whatever we are talking about, when I can have some sort of input in some way, and the input is not me talking. The input could be asking that really good question that unlocks something. So I think this is something that we can be mindful of when we bring people onto our show. Um, and today's episode wasn't going to be about bringing guests on, but I, I hope you're finding this useful. I'm, I'm finding it useful myself. I think there's a blog post around here. So when we're bringing people on, let's let's see uh, how we're going to drive the conversation. So if we know the topic, uh, we might want to just use our expertise to craft really good questions, or if we want more of a conversation, we can bring our own opinions and expertise into it. If we bring someone on and we don't know much about what they're doing because it's not our field or whatever, then we need to address that in some way, either by doing a little bit of background research, which for me, actually, I'm thinking now, although I did talk to Anna before the conversation, maybe I should have asked her. Well, I didn't know what I didn't know, actually. <laughs> So if if I feel like I'm going into this situation again, what I will do is ask them and just say, you know, I'm not sure how to ask these questions. What kind of questions shall I ask? And we can start from there. So really interesting. And this is, I love this. I love this because being part of this community and saying, yeah, I'll, I'll do that interview thing. I've discovered a whole new world and I've also discovered something about myself that I also can take into podcasting and probably more. So we had a great conversation anyway. I I really enjoyed it. It was lovely to, of course, to get to know her a bit better because I have had lots of interactions, but always in a group. And I think the phone call and then the podcast recording were the only conversations I've had to her on our own. So it's just really lovely. I do think that if you do have a community or a community of practice, it's really worth, I mean, a podcast is really good because the recording only audio is less of a thing, I think, than recording video. And it is great. You don't just benefit the listener, but you also benefit the people involved. So next stage radicals, look out for that. Of course, I'm also part of the team of another community podcast called Facilitation Stories. That one is a little bit more structured, but still, it's still about getting to know the people in that community. So check that one out as well if you want.
Let's go for some tech stuff. And I've just realized that I do want to add something about the Chain Reaction podcast I was just talking about, which is one of the recommendations I am making is that uh, the the Andy who's producing the show he's still doing all the back end and all the producing of the audios just he's not doing the interviews um, also because he used to take a lot of time to do that he didn't just hop hop on a on a call for half an hour with someone he really prepared a lot so it was a lot of time but one thing I have suggested that he wasn't doing before was to use Euphonic to process the files because what Euphonic does, it brings all the tracks to the same level. So you don't have one guest that's really quiet and then the host really loud or, or whatever. Also, it will mean that all the episodes have the same level. So if somebody listens from one to the other, one episode is not louder than the other because of the way it's been recorded. So that's something to bear in mind. If you are working with different people on the show, make sure you have a process to at least give the audio some consistency. We also might have some consistency in the structure in Next Stage Radicals, but at least give that consistency of technicality. Technicality? <laughs> the, the, the technical aspect is the same. So that's just if you don't know about that tool, Ophonic, it's a website. You can get two hours for free. I actually have bought the um, the app to put in my computer. I have talked about it before here because it's with a Mac. There are some problems that every time I, because of safety, Apple for some reason says it might be malicious. So I have to do two extra steps to, to open it, but it works really, really well. And if you're creating a lot of audio, I think it's well worth, well, the website is free two hours a month, but uh, I really find the app very useful. Talking about tech, I have been playing with Zencaster. So Zencaster is one of the, starts to be many platforms now, but it was one of the first where it's a browser-based application to record more than one person. So instead of sending you a link to an application that then the guest or your co-host has to download, etc., this is a link in Chrome. Now, I had a bit of a problem the other day. I think it it had to do with the permissions at the other end of the person who was hopping on as a guest, even though she had used Zencaster before. So again, don't assume, and this is when, if someone says, oh, I've used it before, yeah, but can you please check before you go in? Because sometimes things change, either the versions of Chrome change or whatever, Zencaster changes something, etc. And uh, it's working out quite well. You can have your video on if you want, and record on audio. You can record video and audio. I uh, I don't like video. It's I I really. This is something I've realized that for podcasting, because it's an intimate medium, I need to feel like it's a bit of an intimate conversation. But if I'm just worried about looking at them <laughs> and uh, facing the camera and all of that, and also sometimes I need to look at my notes and I need to look into the the into the future I was going to say I need to look at the notes to see what's coming next or maybe I've skipped something or I need to read something I've written for myself and if I'm worried about having to look at the person because there's nothing worse than having the video on to talk to someone and them looking distracted it's distracting and I've had this before I remember one of the shows I went on as a guest and he, he said yeah yeah camera camera and then he was well he's probably doing stuff that he needed to do as the host but it was off-putting. So that's why when I can, I leave the camera off. So you can do that. But if you like camera on Zencaster, you can do that. 
One thing I did notice once in the conversation with Anna was that I talked over her and my audio was distracted, was distorted. Let me go back on that. So what Zencaster does, it records each person's audio on their computer and then they upload it to a server. So it doesn't record in the cloud. It records on someone's computer and then that file is uploaded to the server. So everyone has to have a bit of space on their computer to, to work on this, but not much. So I wouldn't expect there to be any distortion on my side or on my guest's side because we're both talking together at the same time. I've never had that when I've recorded before with um, Skype and a plugin which did that. So just something to bear in mind. Uh, it might be a good discipline not to talk over each other, but when you're making jokes and stuff like that, it's very difficult. So just something to look out for. The other thing is I am still on the 14-day free trial with Zencaster. Uh, I'm, and it just happened that I was looking to sign up and pay them, but they've given me a free trial for a period when I'm really busy. So great. And what they do as well is they produce some transcripts. Those transcripts, to be honest, they're, they're not great. <laughs> uh, they are machine generated still. But what I'm finding them useful for is to give them to people who have to do the show notes. So somebody, for example, did the show notes for the, the last facilitation stories I recorded. And so they can use the transcript if they need to, to help them guide through it. I don't know. It could make your life easier. Or going back to this conversation, which was a delightful surprise, I, my friend Simon, who I'm doing the asynchronous product with, uh, maybe he doesn't have time to listen to the 25-minute conversation to see whether the material is suitable for the course. And he might just be able to look through the transcript really quickly to do that. And for that, it's, it's good enough. It's good enough. Talking of transcripts, today is episode 293 of the 21st Century Work Life podcast. And it's the first episode I'm releasing with a transcript. Now, this is not only machine-generated, Someone is looking after it, someone is creating it and formatting it and looking through it and changing some stuff. That's, uh, that's something I'm playing with and I'm really going to see what the feedback is. If I don't hear anything for like five, six or seven episodes about the transcript, I'm, I will reassess and see how much I'm happy with them myself because they cost they cost money. I'm not doing them. I want, if I'm going to put out a transcript, I want it to be readable. I don't want something that's just been machine generated and stuck on the website. So I want it to be good. It does mean that I have to then compromise on the, re the niceness and the quality of what up till now have been great blog posts as show notes. So instead of just time code and a line about each section, my colleague Maya has been writing really nice blog posts actually about the episode. I can't be doing both because we have, it's a small company. I don't have the cash. <laughs> it already costs enough to produce just a, an episode. So I'm going to look at how it works. Uh, I haven't been able to ask for feedback on this first episode because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But from now on, I will ask for feedback when I share it during the show and just see. If I get crickets, <laughs> then uh, maybe I will drop it. I don't know. However, maybe I find that it's useful for me. Maybe I find it useful for the people doing the social media. 
we shall see. We shall see. Anyway, that's something for, for you to think about. All right, well, this is a much longer episode than I expected. So the last thing I'm going to say is that yesterday I ran a meetup with prolific podcaster Bernie J. Mitchell. It was a, a meetup supported by the Velvet platform and it was called Bring Your Own Dilemma. And I loved it. What we did was was basically it was a nice, very nice sized group because I think there were seven or eight of us, which for an online meetup, is great because it means you don't have to split into groups. It means you get to hear everyone speak at least once or twice and the conversation can have an organic feel to it. And even though I did adopt the role of facilitator, it, it felt really like a peer support group. And what we did is people either quite experienced in podcasting or people who were helping and helping and supporting and encouraging other people to podcast from a beginner who just had a handful of episodes out and everyone was able to ask questions. And what was very interesting was someone asked a question about something she was um, thinking about. So, so she asked, so how can I do this? And all the, the stuff that came back to her was actually just a confirmation of what she was thinking already. So again, this is these are good forums just to speak something aloud and put it out there and see what we get back. It's not always about having a specific question that we know we haven't got a clue about answering. So that was um, really wonderful. So I love that. If you uh, would like to ask some questions, if you have any dilemmas, then I'm here for you adventuresinpodcasting.com. I'm very happy to informally reply to an email or a message. I'm also happy to formally coach advise you, <laughs> by which I mean I've got lots of opinions and experience about what is great podcasting and how to get it out there and stuff like that. But at the same time, the most most of the insights that you're going to work on are going to come from you. So I would love to coach those out of you. Adventuresinpodcasting.com. You've got my details there. If you want to email me, P for Pilar at adventuresinpodcasting.com. So with that, I'm going to leave you with the stock outro. I have been Pilar Orti. Have some wonderful adventures in podcasting. That's it for today's thoughts and adventures in podcasting. I would love to hear your thoughts. So if you want to get in touch, head over to adventuresinpodcasting.com. My name is Pilar Orti. Thank you for listening. Keep podcasting. Podcasting.